0: What's going on, everybody? Let me just start off by saying never, ever pick with your heart. It brings disappointment. I went 1-3 over Divisional Round Weekend, picking with my heart, uh, and I'm, you know, a little little miffed about it, but hey, we can all agree, let's go Lions. Uh, Welcome back to another episode of Booth Review. As always, I'm your host, Devin Primrose, joined by that Sultan of Spice, Mr. Peter Strauss. What's going on, good buddy?
1: I'm I'm losing it over here. I'm losing it over here. <laughs> uh, don't listen to Devin. I went three and one with well, two and one with my heart and one and zero with uh, my brain. So because I mean you picked the Bills over the Chiefs and technically the Bills were the favorites, so that's that's not a heart pick. That's a logic pick. Just, I mean you know.
0: it it was it was a bit of both. It
1: was a bit of both. <laughs> that's what it was. I do. um... I I do, and I don't have like a thing or anything written. That's not what we do here. But uh, you started off last week with an apology, and I I just I don't know why I feel the need to apologize to Bills fans right now. Like it's a horrible way to lose. I understand. I was fully ready watching that. Like I wasn't hoping for a miss. I was just like fully ready to be like, all right, this is going to be the first overtime since they changed the rule. Getting ready for the stress of another overtime game with the Bills. I was I was ready for it. And then just unfortunate. It was a real, like, that was not an easy kick. And nobody should, like, get on Tyler Bass's case too hard about that. Because that was, I mean, it was very windy day. That's not an easy kick to make. And even Josh Allen said after the game that he should never have even been in that position. But... It I, is what I, it is. I'm sorry the pit wasn't enough for Bills fans. Um, I maybe it's just God's way of saying like stop throwing yourself in a construction pit, you morons. Um, <laughs> but yes, I'm sorry Bills fans that that happened to you. Uh, better luck next year. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it so I I do
0: somewhat agree with you. Uh, but and honestly, I I can just jump right into this because uh this is my under review for this week is uh is kickers and one of them being tyler bass um the other obviously being Andrew carlson of uh, the green bay packers who i hope to god is not there next year uh but i i chose them because Anders carlson makes mixed- missed a 41 yard field goal 41 yards if you're kicking in the NFL and you can't kick a 41-yard field goal like fairly automatic, you have no business being in the NFL. And this is not like a a first time occurrence for Anders Carlson. You go go talk to any Packers fan, uh go talk to Matt LaFleur himself. Anders Carlson makes you a nervous wreck. Because you don't know what you're gonna get. I I I was watching this game with uh, Blake this this past weekend, and I told him that I hate our kicker. I hate our kicker. I don't like this. Uh, I I I and I had a feeling that that was gonna happen, and because our kicker is terrible, he's terrible. Um, and so 41 yards. Like, like I said, you that should be automatic for the most part in in the NFL. Uh, Tyler Bass's kick was. 44 yards. Now, I get it. It's very windy. You're playing outside in Buffalo. That's a tough place to to play out in the elements. Anders Carlson was out in San Francisco by the bay. It's a little bit different, Um, but if anybody should be able to kick a 44-yard field goal in Buffalo, in the elements, it would be Tyler Bass of the Buffalo Bills, you would think. Again, 44 yards is not like we're not talking about a sixty-four yard we're not talking about a Justin Tucker type kick out there. It's it's forty forty-four yards. It's not that I mean, I, I say this as as a fan watching from home on my couch. It's not that difficult of a kick to make.
1: <laughs> um hey, but do the Pat McAfee challenge on college game day and see you say. Hey, that. Let's let's go. I'm here for it. Um, no, like it's just
0: it's frustrating to watch a season for both these teams in, in that fashion, because I would argue that both of these teams were the two hottest teams coming into the, the postseason. Uh, I think both of these teams had a lot of momentum, especially for the Packers after last week, uh, what they did to the Cowboys. A lot of momentum heading into these games, and obviously Bills-Chiefs is just like the next great rivalry. Uh, very, very much Brady versus Manning. 2.0 and just like Brady versus Manning Patrick Mahomes is getting the better of, of Josh Allen every single time it seems like um so it's unfortunate to, to to watch it come down to a kick and that kick go wide left but it is what it is um hold on hold on I say Detailed I say wide error. left I say wide left it right yes you're correct. we have
1: we have to clarify that it was wide right otherwise people won't understand that it's the same as what it was in the 90s you're correct you, I, I stand stay corrected. That's, um, but that's, that's a gut punch. Like I, I hate that for them. Like I wish that game would have gone to overtime because then there would have been yeah. no question about you know who the better you know who was better this year, whether and, it was and, Buffalo coming on top or.
0: And really, for for the Packers, like I can't put it all on Anders Carlson because that they weren't that wasn't a tie the game or win the game type kick. It was we have an opportunity to, to pad our lead. They were still up by four. Um, defense could go out there and make a stop. They didn't. The offense could go back out there with, uh, I think, just over a minute left in the clock uh, and go down the field, kick a field goal, hopefully, uh, and and go to overtime. But Jordan Love didn't get it done. But I do think if you if you make that field goal, he probably plays that final drive Differently, a lot more conservative because he's not having to um, yeah. go down the field. So it changes everything. But again, that's not the, the 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 play that it hinges on ultimately.
1: It is crazy how different the reactions are like for teams losing the divisional round between the three other teams and the Buffalo Bills. Like for the, the Buccaneers weren't supposed to be there. The Packers weren't right. supposed to be there. The Texans weren't supposed to be there. Buffalo, a lot of people before they were even like confirmed in the playoffs, a lot of people were like, Oh yeah, they've won like three in a row, they're they're gonna go to the Super Bowl. Like they're not even locked in yet. Right. But that was their expectation, and they didn't meet that. And unfortunately, Tyler Bass was a big part of that. Again, you can't fully put the blame on him. It's a hard kick, shouldn't have been in that position. Yeah. Um it was just a wild game. That whole game was wild back and forth and it's always a shame when a game like that has an ending like that so
0: i mean it's a very good game i if you want i can just go ahead and jump into my best of the booth because it's from the same game
1: all right sure yeah go for it
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's no Uh, structure here my best of the booth is mr tom brady 2.0 himself patrick holmes who had a very very good game 17-23, which is 73.9% completion percentage, Uh, 215 yards, two touchdowns, didn't get sacked a single time, which is probably more on his offensive line, um, stepping up and stopping that that Buffalo front, but a 91.2 QBR and a 131.6 passer rating, which are both very, very good ratings. Uh, He would not have... Had as good of a day if he didn't have a solid run game behind him. So I have to give a shout-out to Isaiah Pacheco as well, who had 15 carries for 97 yards, uh, 6 6.5 average, and did pick up a touchdown as well. So, uh, yeah, shout-out to him. Also, shout-out to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire while we're at it for having, like, a random 25-yard run out of nowhere. Where has he been since getting drafted? He did has done nothing, it seems like. Um, but I guess you just keep him around for... Random little 25-yard carries.
1: (laughs) It's crazy because last year, the first half of the year, Clyde seemed like he was doing really good. He did. And then he kind of got – they kind of swapped, and he got hurt and then got swapped out in place of Isaiah Isaiah Pacheco, which I think Isaiah Pacheco is the better running back.
0: Oh, for sure, Clyde
1: Clyde is still, like, decent. He's just – I think part of it was you still want somebody on the team who has more chemistry with Mahomes – between like, that's why they didn't change the running back room much. Like cause Clyde and then Jarek McKinnon, except he's hurt now, but that's why those two guys were uh, kept around when it seemed like the rest of the team was kind of, you know, playing uh Chinese fire drill or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Obviously I thought about going with them for best of the booth and Travis Kelsey too. One of the better games from Travis Kelsey we've seen, I feel like in, in quite a few weeks. Yeah, um, true. maybe maybe it's just the power of it's not the Taylor Swift power anymore, it's the power of Jason Kelsey being there with his <laughs> shirtless oh, like mm-hmm. um yeah, 5 catches, 75 yards, two touchdowns. They pass Brady and Gronk's record for most touchdowns between a quarterback and tight end. Or I think it's any receiver, isn't it? I'm not sure. I would have to check that.
0: Uh it it probably is if I had to guess.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just wild. The best this offense has looked all year. Granted, Buffalo's defense was very hurt, but they still had uh, they still had Von Miller. They still had... Uh, was it Poyer? Poyer or Hyde was hurt. I can't remember which one. But they had one of those, like, all-pro safeties. Yeah. Um,
0: I can't remember which one either.
1: But, yeah, they mentioned going into the game that they only like, dressed four linebackers because that's all they had, and I was like, oof. That's a tough break. And the DeMar Hamlin fake punt also (laughs) was wild. That was rough. That was was a wild choice. I mean, I I... get... Go ahead. I was going to say, I it's weird because, like, you can say DeMar Hamlin hasn't really been playing much this year, and then also, most people who run on a fake punt Generally, you don't know who that person is. So like for it to be a guy like Tamar Hamlin, who's not playing very much, it makes sense. And I understand why they did it, too. Like, I don't even hate the decision to do it because Kansas City only had 10 guys on the field. So they just decided to take that risk. But one of those 10 guys happened to be Nick Bolton, and he saw it coming (laughs) a mile away. Yeah. So just a
0: wild game. Yeah, I it, the game itself was a lot of fun to watch as a fan. Uh I I hate that it it so far has been very one-sided uh as far as which teams get in the wins especially in the playoffs. Um and that's just because I hate it for the Bills. Like I I want to see the Bills get over that hump and get uh, a a championship, but um I I'm enjoying the rivalry. I hope that it sticks yep. around. I, it's a, like Patriots versus Colts and Patriots versus Broncos when Manning went out there was all that was always must see TV. It was always yep. must watch TV, and I think that Allen versus Mahomes is the exact same.
1: Yep, and uh, I mean Manning got a couple rings eventually. So eventually, eventually, but now you have the the wild card and possibly. Like, because the AFC just keeps getting more and more stacked somehow. So, we'll we'll see what happens as long as everybody stays healthy.
0: Yeah. And Uh, uh, listen, you got a new coach out there for the Chargers. So, uh, presumably, the Chargers should be in the
1: mix moving forward. Yeah. You talk about the coaching power in the AFC West right now. Like, besides Antonio Pierce, Sean Payton, Andy Reid, and Jim Harbaugh. It's insane. Powerhouses, man. Yeah. Um, speaking of a hardball and stacked quarterbacks, um, we'll move to my best of the booth now. Cause I have to, I, I made some picks too. Dang it. <laughs> um, a good segue there. That's why that's all I was doing. <laughs>
0: Eventually setting you up for the segue.
1: Yeah. Um, cause I thought of, like I said, I thought about taking Mahomes and the chiefs, but I, I, I don't want to be, you know, God forbid I'm viewed as a homer. Um, but no, you you can't ignore the the postseason Lamar Jackson that everybody's been waiting to see, and while his passing stats weren't like high numbers, it was still a near perfect game for him. Uh, yeah. Sixteen of twenty-two, so uh, only six incompletions. I'm not. I didn't do the math. I don't know what the percentage is, but that's pretty high. It's it's probably like eighty percent or something like that. Uh, two passing touchdowns, 152 yards, ninety. Th- 3.9 QBR, which, as we've talk, been talking about, that's probably, like, top 10 now Um, and postseason game. Also, 11 carries for 100 yards and two more touchdowns. It was such a weird game because I remember watching the first half. It was tied 10-10. to 10. I had to go run some errands. And I was at the store and I checked the score and all of a sudden it was, like, 20-something to 10. And I was like, where did this... How did this happen in the 20 minutes I've been gone? Yeah. Um... And it's just because you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league finally, you know, living up to that potential in the postseason, because he's always been great in the regular season. And this is kind of the step, I think, like similar to Dak Prescott. You want to see them take this step in the playoffs. And Lamar Jackson was able to do it against a, a good Texans defense who still has some of the best young players in the league. Um. Spreading the ball around. There wasn't really one receiver that was, uh, you know, Zay Flowers was four for 41. Rashad Bateman was three of 39. All that still without Mark Andrews also, without that reliable tight end option. Um, so, yeah, got to give a shout out to Lamar Jackson there and give them some love before we hopefully beat them this weekend. Hopefully.
0: Yeah, I mean, Lamar had an excellent game. Um, it was weird seeing that this was a tie game at halftime. It was 10-10, and then the Texans just never came out of the locker room, apparently, because the Ravens put on a show in the second half. Uh, yeah, good good for, good for Baltimore. Um,
2: they looks they good, man. I, I, I don't know. I think that they... I don't know. We'll, well, we'll we'll get into our picks and uh, in, in, in
0: a little bit, but um, the re- the I, mean, they,
1: they, I was going to say they probably were number one on a lot of people's power rankings going into the postseason. So
0: yes, yes, uh, and I mean they're the one seed for a reason. Um, I I want to give credit to the Texans for keeping it close for the first half. Uh, I I don't know what happened in the second half, but the fact that it was tied at halftime, I feel like you've uh, it feels weird to lose as bad as they did and say that it's probably somewhat of a moral victory, um, but it was, you were tied with the one seat at halftime. You were right there with them, um, and then you, you let it slip away. But I think that you can take that and learn from it and build on it going going into next season. Um, and I think that D'Amico Demi- Ryan is the kind of head coach that will will implement that. Um, and And use it as motivation to stay hungry um but i I do think weirdly, I think this Texans team and the Packers both needed losses like this to build off of for next year um as where as that sounds like I feel like I feel like if if used correctly for a young team, it can just motivate you that much more. To know that you were right there with the one seed in both in both conferences and you fell just a little bit short. Again, Texans more so because they got beat down in the second half. Um, but you fell just a little bit short. And I think that you can use that going into next season as as a, a jumping off point a uh, uh motivation, a hunger, a drive. Um and so I'm interested to see what those two teams do. But yeah, shout shout out to Lamar. Lamar had a
1: hell of a day. Yeah, and you could even—I mean, obviously not as young of a team and everything like that—but you could even say for the Buccaneers when, as they're supposed to be rebuilding, Baker just comes in and you know leads them to their to a playoff win that nobody thought they'd even be. They were the team with the least amount of wins that I had predicted. I had them winning one game the entire season.
2: I think I had them winning two.
1: Um, but no, yeah. Speaking of, because now we get to go to my under review. (laughs) Speaking of the Buccaneers, while their quarterback should get praise, even though he threw, you know, the game ending interception, probably shouldn't have technically been the game ending interception. Because I got to put Todd Bowles under review for essentially not believing in his team. Like, I understand at that point, the odds are super stacked against you and he's talking about like he doesn't want to delay the inevitable but that's it's football that's what you do is you do everything you can to win for those who don't know um when there was a minute 35 left in the game something like that baker mayfield threw an interception um at the tampa bay like 30 so in field goal range for the other team everybody's like tampa bay only has one timeout. And everybody's like, "Okay, game's over. That makes sense. Jared Goff takes the first knee. And then instead of waiting the full 40 seconds, takes his second knee at around a minute. And then takes his third knee with 38 seconds. Because. um, Essentially, because they did it that way. He could have called that last time out, forced him to kick a field goal, and potentially gotten the ball back. And as we've seen this weekend, not every kick is a gimme. Because from the 30-yard line, that would have been like a 40-something-yard field goal, I imagine. Uh,
2: uh, yeah, something like that.
1: And we, we know that this weekend, those were not gimmies, so... Could have gotten the ball back, maybe scored, get an onside kick... Getting the field goal range score again. Like it's asking a lot. But you're the head coach of the football team, and that should be your job to believe in the things that aren't possible. Dan Campbell like doesn't go for fourth downs because he thinks he's gonna lose. Like he believes in his team, and that's at the end of the day why the Lions have gotten so good in the last, you know, going from three and uh what was it, three and thirteen to or three twelve and one to winning the NFC North in two years. Like, Todd Bowles could learn something from Dan Campbell, and I don't know how Todd Bowles is still the head coach of Tampa Bay. So he's under review for me for the rest of his offseason.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I feel like we kind of said it in, in our preview episode that Todd Bowles sticking around and not getting fired last year was a weird choice. Um I don't know I think little mistakes like this are kind of my reasoning behind not believing in him uh, as as a head coach um but it's tough to say that he doesn't deserve to be one when you look at what that team did this year overachieving um So I don't know I don't know if 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 I'm going to call for his head like I was at the end of last year um but I agree with you that you can't make mistakes like that, especially
1: especially in a playoff game. Well, for him, it wasn't even a mistake. He was just like, yeah, we lost, whatever. Like, You should try. You should at least yeah. try. That's all you for can sure. do. That's all you can ask for. You, I 100% guarantee if it was pretty much any other head coach, if that was Dan Campbell, if that was Andy Reid, if that was uh, Jim Harbaugh, if that was anybody else, they would have taken that time out when they realized that the Lions messed up the uh, the time management there because he did. They they could have ended the game there, and they just got happy and excited and took the kneel downs too fast. Yeah, but yeah,
2: it is what it is. Under review,
1: <laughs> Baker is the leader that team needs, not Todd Bowles. I I I wonder what the Baker situation is going
0: to look like over the off season. Like I, obviously I believe in Baker. Uh, I think a handful of more people have jumped on board with believing in Baker after what he did this season. But I, I wonder if that team believes in him as their current future. I don't know about long-term future, but you know, next two to three years type future. Um, I wonder if he's going to get something similar to like the Jared Goff treatment to where Jared Goff was brought in initially as a transitional type quarterback. At least that was what, that's what was presumed um, for, for, for Detroit. And you had all these media analysts and and experts saying, Oh, well Detroit's got a quarterback. Like they, they got to go get another quarterback in the draft. I wonder what Tampa will do. I it you know, did Baker do enough this year to say, Hey, let's, let's run it back, like bring me back for another year and let's, let's do this again and let's keep building something. Or if they're just going to, you know, kind of throw it in and, and, and go draft somebody.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's the NFC South. So take it with a grain of salt, but I mean, he came in to a team that nobody believed in and won the division that, uh, You know, that everybody thought like, oh, like Tom Brady was the only thing carrying this team. And now they're going to drag themselves into the mud. And then, nope, they still stayed up. They stayed afloat. Um, I I think they still ended up with an over 500 record. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you're right. It is the NFC South. So, yeah, you got six games against essentially bottom feeders of the NFL. But you also have games against like what they did to the Packers five, six weeks ago uh, where we had a, a perfect passer rating against a defense that shut down Dak Prescott, like an, like a legit MVP candidate got shut down by the same defense in the playoffs. And Baker Mayfield had a perfect passer rating against them. So, I, which, you know, yeah. it, it is an inconsistent defense, which thank God Joe Barry has gotten canned and will not be there next year. Uh, <laughs> but I, it's... Like, you have performances like that that you can point to and say, hey, maybe we do have something here. Which, who knows if they believe that, because I think their their OC just got the head coach position in... Carolina. Carolina, yeah. That was today, I
1: think, today or yesterday that that broke. Um, Yeah, we had quite a few of those uh, the last couple days. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. so without without their offensive coordinator coming back, Baker would essentially be learning another new system. Um, which do you want to do do that with somebody that you think might be something, or would you rather do that with a fresh fresh guy out of college? That's that's the questions they gotta right. ask themselves, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's also hard because it's not like Tampa Bay has like a great draft pick, so if they wanted somebody, they would probably need to trade for them.
0: They'll definitely have to trade up, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you can include Baker in that package if you want, but...
0: Potentially. I mean, I don't... I wonder, of the teams in a position that you would want to trade with, how many of them would want to take Baker instead of just taking a quarterback themselves? Like, I think if you're going to add Baker... You almost have to sweeten the deal that much more to entice them to take it.
1: Who knows, though? Who knows? Do we have a uh,
0: Uh, legitimate counterfeit this week?
1: Yeah, this was actually a uh, bold claim in our Discord that I just decided, because the more I think about it and the more I'm reading up on it, the more I think it could be a reality, especially with the other hires that were announced today is the uh fact that uh well I say fact legit or counterfeit bill belichick will not be a head coach in the NFL for the 2024
2: season. Well,
1: there's only there's only two, two left. Pl- two places left. <laughs> yep. And uh one is Seattle who they just kind of told their like current old school head coach to back off. Which yeah. makes me think they probably don't want an old old school head. And then you got Washington, who it's brand new ownership this year. No longer Dan Snyder. So I, I don't know what to think that they're doing. You would think that they would have just announced Eric Bianomy by now. They haven't. They might yeah. see somebody, you know, shiny, winning head coach like Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll, because Pete, Pete Carroll might want to keep coaching and not necessarily take whatever front office job they gave him in Seattle.
2: And they yeah. might take a chance on him, but. I just, I can't, I can't imagine that. Bill
0: and Vrabel wouldn't be head coaches next year. Like Mike Frabel is a guy that one thousand percent deserves to be a head coach in the NFL. What happened in Tennessee was not his fault. Um he 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 didn't have a team to work with. Uh Belichick has obviously the legacy, uh, that most of which was put together with Tom Brady, but it's still a dynasty that he led for twenty
1: years. Um Man, I just—I don't know. It's hard to imagine the NFL right now without Bill Belichick. Like it was weird right. when obviously like Tom Brady left because he was there, you know, just as long. But like, it's because coaches stay around forever, and Bill Belichick is still like not super old as far as coaches go.
0: It's so interesting to me the Atlanta decision because I feel like I feel like once Harbaugh announced that or once it came out that he was going to the chargers um that it was almost a done deal that Belichick to atlanta was was happening and I don't know I don't know who soured on the deal I don't know if Belichick's ultimately decided he didn't want to do it or if atlanta said no we don't we don't want you i don't I don't know why either of them would would do because that's the, that's the place that made the most sense to me um I think Arthur Blank's the kind of owner that's going to kind of let Belichick do more or less what he wants to do uh, and, and have faith in him and not be the micromanaging type owner that you would get in Carolina. Um, but I don't know, man. It's it's. I think if he goes anywhere, it will be Washington. I don't think he goes out to Seattle. Um, I think Seattle, I think, them parting ways with uh Pete Carroll or moving him to a different spot in the you know front office or whatever. Um I think that signifies that they want to go younger. Which maybe they'll go Mike Vrabel. I mean Vrabel's still out there. I do think they'll probably go Dan Quinn though, which that's I, I'm not the only one that thinks that.
1: Um I don't know. Would I, you take Dan Quinn over Mike Vrabel as a head no, coach? No, I
0: would, I
2: would take Vrabel. Man. I mean, Quinn ultimately got to a Super Bowl, so
0: it's tough to pass on a guy that, that got there. He didn't win it, but he got there. And the Falcons under him yeah, were good just, every just single year.
1: somebody wins a Super Bowl, I mean, you look at Mike McCarthy. Yeah, he won a Super Bowl. What What is he now? He's a joke. He's literally the most like—I mean, it gets the sky coach in the NFL that they won't fire.
0: It gets you favor though. Like if you if you have a Super Bowl win, it means something. It means you can stick around a little bit longer than everybody else. I guess so. I mean, I don't I don't agree with it. Uh, We talked before that Mike McCarthy should be gone. He shouldn't be in Dallas anymore. And Dallas could have fired him and gotten gone and gotten Bill Belichick and brought him in. But they didn't I don't know i at this point, I'm gonna say Belichick does not coach anywhere next year. I think he sits at home
1: and takes a year off yeah, I don't think at the very least he won't be a head coach. maybe if uh wherever Vrabel Rabel goes he <laughs> how funny would that be if Rabel brings in Belichick as a coordinator?
0: I did think earlier that that it it makes somewhat sense. For the two of them to be together. I I think probably Belichick, head coach, Vrabel, coordinator. Um, but Vrabel played for Belichick. That was like, uh, when the news broke that Vrabel was being let go, which was surprising to everybody, a lot of people presumed that, okay, well, he's first in line for the Patriots job because of his history in New England. So it would make sense for them to be together. I just think it would be more more than likely Belichick as the guy, and Vrabel as a coordinator. Unless um, they like, just
1: don't want an old head, like, making all of the decisions. True. True. And may, I don't know, maybe Bill wants to take a step
0: back and shed some of the responsibility. Probably not, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know. It's it's hard to say. I to, What I would have given to be a fly on the wall in Atlanta, to be like, yeah, let's not... Take Bill Belichick, let's take the interim guy that went four and seven. The five uh, stages of grief that Blake has gone through and the Discord already.
0: <laughs> that's gotta be frustrating. He's he that's went be frustrating. like frustrating.
1: Went straight from like denial and hatred to, to acceptance and literally watched it happen in real time in about an hour and forty three minutes. <laughs> I, I do have to say, I do have to say.
0: All the frustration that I've felt towards the Packers front office over the last year, last year, uh, I, I think, I think I'm fairly privileged to be a fan of the team that I'm a fan of. <laughs> like, having a problem with the way the front office handles Rodgers' tenure there when they did win a Super Bowl. I've seen them win two Super Bowls in my life. And they went from Hall of Fame quarterback to Hall of Fame quarterback to what looks like another top ten quarterback. And they've gone from a coach like Mike Holmgren eventually to Mike McCarthy, to Matt LaFleur, like they just do it well most of the time. And I it's got it's it's gotta suck to be in a position like Blake is in with the Falcons to where Ah, it's just a mess. And you and and to add on to it that you had you had a franchise quarterback that should have gotten you a ring and didn't. That's that's gotta be even more frustrating.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like and I talked about this a little last week, but just like soaking in the success of Kansas City while I have it, because I know God forbid in like fifteen, twenty years when Mahomes retires, it's like more than likely just going to go back to misery.
0: Probably. But, like, if the front office does their job, it won't. You might not be winning Super Bowls, but, like, to be competitive and be in it every year still speaks volumes about your franchise, setting you up for success. So, if they do their job right, you might not fade back into obscurity.
2: We'll see. <laughs> that's, that's the goal.
1: well hey Um, you got something else to say I was just going to say because I don't know if I actually said it but I agree legit that Bill Belichick will not be a head coach in the NFL in the 2024 season
0: yeah it's just it's just kind of lining up to where probably won't
2: probably won't Uh, listen man we have Three games
0: left. Three games left this year before we got to wait seven months for another meaningful NFL game. Two of those happen this weekend. I say it's time we get picky picky with it.
2: Getting picky with it. Getting picky with it.
0: And Vicky I'm sticking with it this week. I'm picking with my heart again. I'm picking with the teams that I want to see in the Super Bowl, uh, and it's probably going to burn me again. I'm probably going to go 0 for 2, and we're going to get some garbage Super Bowl matchup. But I feel like I feel like any of the possibilities from these four teams. It at the very least be a fun game. I don't expect it to be a dud of a Super Bowl. Whether or not the teams I want to see there are there, that's a different story, but I think it will be a good one, whatever matchup we get. So, starting us off at 3 p.m. over on CBS, we have the AFC Championship between the 11 and 6 three-seed Kansas, Kansas City Chiefs making their way out to Baltimore to take on the 13-4, and one-seed Baltimore Ravens. Can Lamar take the team to the promised land? Can he get there? Can he win a championship for that city? Or, or is the new dynasty here to stay? Is Patrick Mahomes going to go win his third ring in what is his, what is this? Is this his sixth AFC championship game now? Yep.
1: Garbage. Garbage. Six. Garbage. Six seasons as a starter, six AFC championships, but the first one not in Arrowhead. So progress. For people, I for guess people who are not in Chiefs like me.
0: Congratulations, AFC. It took you five years to finally catch up to the Kansas City Chiefs to where they have to play on the road. Congrats. Pat yourself on the back, Baltimore. Way to go. Uh, At home, Baltimore, four-point favorites over this Chiefs squad.
2: Listen, man.
1: I love you. We're the bad guys. I get it. I understand. Say what you're going to say. I love Patrick Mahomes. Don't pick the Kansas City Chiefs. Pick the Baltimore Ravens. okay? Just
0: do it. it. It's so tough because I do genuinely love Patrick Mahomes. I've said it before. He's the best quarterback I've ever watched play the game. Absolute best player to ever play the game. But I just hate watching them be so dang successful all the time. Just take a couple years off. Just take. Just listen. Just you know how much more exciting it would be for the Chiefs to have a little bit of a fall off. For them to like just sit back a little bit. Maybe, maybe miss the playoffs for the next two or three years, and then oh hey, Patrick Mahomes he's slinging the ball again. He's gotten them into the playoffs. Oh, he's gotten them to the AFC Championship again. Oh, he's gotten them back to the Super. So- like, how much more exciting would that be instead of? Well, here we are, the Chiefs in their sixth AFC Championship game in a row. Patrick Mahomes trying to make it back to the Super Bowl for the fourth time now. Like, no, no, come on, man. Just take, take a, li- take a small, a small break. I'm not asking for you not to make it for the next ten years. Just a small break. Just a little. Just give us somebody else. Just give us somebody else. That's why I'm going with the dang Ravens. I know who you're picking. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but give me the Baltimore Ravens.
1: Listen, he's not going to catch Brady if he takes time off. Okay, you gotta.
0: It's okay. It's okay. You don't have to catch Brady. I'm, listen, I've already come to terms with the fact that Brady set an unbreakable record, and it's okay.
1: He doesn't have to catch him. Just give me a just give me a little break, Mahomes. I appreciate that being your reasoning, though. Over all the freaking TikToks I've seen that are like, "Lamar, you have to save us from Taylor Swift," or like, "Oh, the NFL scripted. They want Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. Taylor Swift won't even be in the United States for the Super Bowl." This is a narrative we should not be driving, like narrating. And people trying to say, "Well, it's Tokyo. It's Saturday. Technically, it would still be Sunday in the states." It's like you think she's gonna sell out the Tokyo Dome four nights in a row and then fly back. Saturday to Sunday to for the Super Bowl? Are you crazy? She's not going to do that. She nope. might for Travis Kelsey. You know how, like, like, she's already, like, incredibly, like, I don't know if athletic is the right word, but, like, the show she puts on, like, I don't know if you've seen clips or yeah. anything, or the yeah, Aeros yeah. tour is, like, on Prime now, you can watch it, like, that's a three and a half hour show that she yeah. does, Rain or Shine, She plays the whole time. There's no intermissions. That's got to be exhausting. Yeah, that's got to that's got to be. I wouldn't want to take a 12 hour, 16 hour flight home, whatever it is. 16 hours of jet lag. You think she's going to be at that game? No, she's not. Give me the Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs. Leave the Swifties alone. They've done nothing wrong. They just want to watch football like the rest of us.
2: Listen, Pete, if you were in Taylor Swift's shoes, and you were dating
0: one of the best players in the NFL, on one of the best teams in the NFL, and they were playing in the championship game, you trying to tell me you wouldn't do whatever it took to be at that game?
1: I would watch it from my hotel in Japan. There's no way she's watching that Super Bowl from her hotel in Japan. I she might be even, late to the Super Bowl, but she will be there. I don't even know if it's physically, like, I understand that there's a 16 hour time difference, but I don't, I am not scientific enough or math savvy enough to figure out that if she left Tokyo at like midnight on Sunday, if the time, like, she would go back in time and make it to, to you have to go all the way to Las Vegas. So really, you should
0: well, probably fly this way and go forward. Listen, let's do let's do a little bit of math here. It's it's roundabouts a five hour flight across the country. Our country is twenty five hundred miles width wise. I believe the from Japan, like the I believe the width of the Pacific is like seven thousand miles. So you're looking at like. Three times that it's probably like a if I had to guess it's probably like a thirteen hour flight from Tokyo to Vegas. Maybe fourteen hours. Are you doing are you are you looking it up right now? You should be.
1: I'm trying to see if I can, yeah. If I do like
0: So if Tokyo is sixteen hours in front and it's a fourteen hour flight, that would be a two hours you basically go back in time two hours.
1: How much are these flights? 117,000 yen? How much is that? I don't know. You're asking the wrong. This is this is not a currency pod.
2: <laughs> You're
1: asking the wrong person on that. Is it not? Uh, it wants me to pick it, but I picked Las Vegas. No, New York. Give me Las Vegas. How long
0: is a flight from Vegas to Tokyo?
2: I'm just like 14, literally 14 and a half hours. Oh, I'm seeing 12 and a half hours.
1: Well, she would have, a, she has a private jet, so she would have a direct flight. You wouldn't have to worry about like, Alright, uh, here we go.
2: The flight time from Las Vegas to Tokyo is 11 hours and 35 minutes. She can make it happen. Yeah, but the time's going to change as she goes back. Yeah, but it's th- they're ahead of
0: us, 16 hours. So technically, she's going to go back in time four and a half hours. Oh my God. Right? Is that right? I don't know if that's
2: right.
0: (laughs) See, that's the other part
1: of it. I feel like that's
0: right.
2: I feel like that's right. I feel like I'm right about this. (laughs) And I also feel like
1: she's Taylor Swift. She can make it happen if she wants to. Regardless, at this point, if the Ravens win, then it's scripted because of the logo. If the Chiefs win, it's scripted because of Taylor Swift. The whole thing's scripted. So who cares? It's all rigged. It's all rigged. All of it. <laughs> We've known
0: that it was rigged the entire season. They were doing commercials about it being scripted before the season even started. Fully embraced it. Yeah, because everyone said it was scripted last year. <laughs> I don't like All that right.
1: logo thing either. The the, the, the I hate with, it. With I the, hate it so much. The logo with the Rams and the Bengals is red. It's not orange.
0: Well, it's, it's it's red with a little bit of a little bit of yellow thrown in there.
1: Okay, there's blue tint in this year's logo because red and guess what, red and blue because the make lines purple. Red and blue the lines. make purple. Okay, that's how
0: colors work. Listen, what what we needed, what we needed was for Green Bay to finish the dang game against San Francisco and knock them out, and then there wouldn't even be red from the NFC. And if Buffalo had done the same thing, we'd be sitting pretty right now. <laughs> It'd be a bunch of blues and some green and purple, and the whole color thing would be thrown out the window.
1: Buffalo has red. You wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't a, be sitting. A little bit, a tiny bit. They wear red bit. jerseys sometimes. They might have pulled out the red jerseys. If, they, if it were Bills Lions Super Bowl, they would pull out the red jerseys. They All right. All right.
0: Let's go over to the NFC Championship game. <laughs> Where we have six thirty PM over on Fox. We have the 12 and 5 3 seed Detroit Lions clawing their way out to San Francisco to take on the 12 and 5 one seed San Francisco 49ers at home San Francisco. Seven point favorites. Let's 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 put some respect on the Lions, alright. This is a good Detroit Lions squad. This is a, a squad that has just as good a chance as anybody to go in there and upset this 49ers team. 49ers looked vulnerable this past weekend when they were playing a 7 seed Green Bay Packers team that almost beat them. I think this Lions squad can go in there and do the same. Well, they finish the job. That's a different story. But I think it could be another close one, another tight one, Things get a little nervous for the San Francisco 49ers. Maybe the Lions and Dan Campbell can finish the job, get to the Super Bowl where we all want to see them, and maybe, just maybe, go finally win a championship. That's what I'm hoping for. I, I, I want it to be the Lions year. I want it to be the Lions year so dang
2: bad. But we'll see. Give me the Lions.
1: Who you got, man? Well, the good news is, we're not going to fight on this one. Hey! Uh, I don't have to worry about beating you in picks because I don't think you can come back from the devastation of playoff picks that happened last week. I cannot. Um, Don't pick with your hearts,
0: kids. Don't pick
1: with your hearts, kids. Yeah, literally twice. And I say twice because you weren't recording the first time you said it. Twice you recorded an intro where you said, don't pick with your hearts. Proceeds to pick with hearts. One hour later, I'm doing the same thing. Give me the Detroit Lions. Always use your hearts. Both of them. If you're a Time Lord, only one if you're a human being. Uh, Other races probably have more, but we haven't found them yet. So, Listen, I could be a hypocrite on my own podcast. That's fine.
0: (laughs) I don't don't have to play by my own rules.
1: (laughs) I don't play by my rules. I don't play by your rules. I don't play by anybody's rules. Just make it up as I go. Two teams and no teams. Two teams. (laughs) oh man
0: alright so we're both going lines we're with the rest of America everybody in America is going lines except for the people living in California that are blinded by the red and gold out there Uh, but I, I want to ask you what is the most intriguing Super Bowl matchup
2: between these four teams um,
1: I mean, intriguing. I guess would be like because it hasn't happened. You know, the Ravens haven't won in years. The Lions have never won either way. The Lions being in it is intriguing. It doesn't matter. There's a storyline either way from whichever whichever other team comes from the AFC. I
2: as exactly. long as
1: the as long as the Lions are in it, it's interesting. If the Lions lose, if the Ravens are in it, it's more interesting. Even the Forty ers like. Have a storyline that makes it kind of interesting. Mister Irrelevant making it all the way to the Super Bowl, like, and obviously Patrick Mahomes chasing his dynasty is going to be a story for years and no. years to come.
2: No, but... I do not
0: <laughs> sign up for that story. I don't sign up for it.
1: It's not a subscription service. You give what you take. What we give you, okay? <laughs> I will happily sign up for. The Niners chasing
0: one. They haven't won one since, I think, the early 90s. Uh, I will happily sign up for that. I don't want to, but I will happily sign up for that over Dynasty Mahomes over there. Chasing his third ring and his fourth Super Bowl.
1: Get out of here. WWE is scripted, too. They don't even give you what you want all the time. So
0: Yeah, well, WWE hates their fans. That's why. No, Triple H is like, there con- now. It's con- fine. Confirmed they hate their fans. <laughs> Triple H has got it now. I know that it's what I pick, but I but I, I do genuinely think Lions-Ravens is the most intriguing. Um, I, I just, because, again, the Lions have never won one. They've, they're, everybody loves them uh their media darlings like obviously this is a team that everybody can get behind. Everybody loves an underdog that's where the lions have been their entire existence. Uh so that's a great storyline in and of itself. The storyline of Lamar literally being passed on by every team this past offseason. Like every single team out there, especially the one like the ones that need a quarterback, Atlanta, looking at you Falcons, he could have gone and signed Lamar Jackson. You could have gone and done that. That's a thing you could have done, and they chose not was, to.
1: That team would have been so scary if they had Lamar Jackson. Like, well, to, I to... don't know, because with Arthur Smith at head coach, Lamar Jackson uh, would actually only hand the ball off to Cordell Patterson and do nothing else. Because <laughs> I mean, pro- Lamar Jackson just the decoy. You <laughs> you think he's gonna run with the ball, but he's not. It it is. I mean, it's, it is crazy to me
0: that this is a guy that bet on himself and and went into the off season with no long term contract with with the team. Uh, went through a bunch of negotiating with them and had every other team had the ability to negotiate with them and nobody wanted to. Nobody wanted nobody wanted to bring Lamar into the building now he's leading this team to the Super Bowl. Possibly. Possibly. Um, yeah. I just think that's a that's a – it'd be a killer story. I mean, Give me ravens
1: He's already – no team that needed a quarterback at the start of the season is left. So already all of those teams that passed on him are, like, already kicking themselves. <clears throat>
0: yeah. I'm, well, I mean, I would say except for – The 49ers were never looking – don't don't even they weren't ever looking but that that'd be the only team that was like potentially potentially in the quarterback market well i think that we've got uh two pretty pretty good championships uh this weekend i think we the ultimately i do think that most of the right teams got there if not all the right teams um got there uh i think i think this is going to be a very good set of games we got on Sunday and hopefully it leads to a very good Super Bowl. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to us. Uh, make sure you hop into the discord, follow us on our socials. If you so desire, we, uh, streamed this episode on our Instagram. So if you want to, I think we'll probably start doing that moving forward. Um, probably do it next year for the entire year. But that is at Booth Review Sports, so go follow the Instagram. It's not really any other content on there currently, uh, but maybe that will change. We'll see. Uh, But as always, the Boothies, the Boothies, the Boothies will be next week, I think. Uh, The Boothies will be our community awards, uh, very much like every other show and the uh, the league itself does. We will have our own awards that we're doing community wise, just like we do our power rankings. Hop into the Discord and come vote on them. Uh, make your voice heard. As far as who you want to be MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defense Player of the Year, all of that good stuff. Um, the Boothies will be next week. So come hop into the Discord. But we love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you next week with the Boothies. As always, I think
1: that's that. Good out.